Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, here with Mike Summer. We're going to talk about shipping as it applies to our wonderful hobby, uh, because that's the way cards, uh, in many cases, get from one person to another. So thanks, sponsors, Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com, and Beckett.com, Beckett Media, Beckett creating back authentication, all those different entities. Most of them, I think, are involved with the mail, which doesn't necessarily mean the postal service. It means there, there are many other competitive carriers, but I think we're going to talk a lot about the USPS, but, but also some others. But I've got some questions that I've accumulated, and I've read with great interest Mike's blog on how to ship the, with the PWE, the plain white, el- plain white elephant, and the plain white envelope. <laughs> and uh, other kinds of packages. But I had some other things that I think uh, either he could clarify or we'll, we'll uh, bat around. If there's a question or confusion of how best to do it, then hopefully some of you uh, listeners can uh, chime in and uh, respond either to Mike or to me. I'm at drjamesbeckett at gmail.com and Mike is at uh, Waxpack Hero. And what else, Mike? Yeah, waxpackhero at gmail.com is the email and at the Mike Summer on Twitter are probably the two most, the two easiest ways to get a hold of me. Okay. Well, the, I mean, the main theme for today, and I hope we can get this done in 15 minutes, but I'm not sure we can, is that, you know, we, we want to first explore what is optimal uh, in these situations. So I hope that would be helpful, but also what can go wrong. And I, I need to, full disclosure, one of my consulting gigs when I was doing my expert witnessing, I had actually had several cases with the United States Postal Service and several interactions on a uh, consulting level with the uh, postal inspectors who are who are basically like FBI agents. You don't want to mess around with the mail when there's mail fraud. Uh, they are uh, very serious about that, and I know that from personal experience. Again, I wasn't a defendant, I wasn't a plaintiff, but I was a I was a consultant. But so I got lots of questions. And Mike, you know, we haven't gone over this, so but I think you're well up to the task. I'm not giving you softballs, but I'm also uh, not expecting you to have a, an instant answer for everything. And so we'll, we'll see how that goes. I do want to kind of limit it. I think your treatment of the PWE, especially for 10 cards and less, is, 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 speaks for itself. So I don't think we're going to talk very much about less than 10. And I don't know what your rule of thumb is, whether it's 500 or uh, there's some number of cards where once you get above that, I would recommend using the USPS flat rate system. Is 500 or 600 or where do you, where do you draw the line on that? And welcome to the show, Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So getting to your first question of, of where do I draw the line? For me, it, it really comes down to a combination of value and weight to use that priority mail versus a first class package. Um, 16 ounces is typically the weight limit for a first class package which you can send in just kind of a regular bubble mailer envelope. And so depending on what type of cards you're sending, it's not really so much a, a card limit. Maybe roughly 100 cards is, of average cards is what you can fit in under a pound. But really I use more of the weight limit of under 16 ounces and then a value wise where I would want the free $50 or more insurance that comes with a priority package. Okay, but what about for going to the padded flat rate envelope that the postal service has is that you mentioned on your excellent article that they'll fit two 330 card boxes yep. but i've fit two 400 count boxes in there before i mean yep. it's really tight but it does work but that would be 800 cards actually presumably slightly less unless you're dealing with gaming but yep so wh- where are you with that i mean if you had four or 500 cards what, what would you do yeah if i had four or 500 cards you know if i typically will have like a, a series one tops flagship set or something like that. That's, you know, 350 cards or, or whatever I can fit in a single 400 count box. That's the type of thing that I would either include 
in a most often in a padded flat rate envelope. That's that's often what I will will use in that next tier. Once I go beyond the traditional first class um, package weight, I will move into that that padded flat rate envelope first for anything from three you know whatever it goes over sixteen ounces up to that two four hundred count boxes if I can squeeze those in. That's that's my next go to. Well, I'm just saying, where's the line in between that? I mean, hundred cards or two hundred two hundred cards is like a pound, but then you have packaging and all that stuff. So you're saying if it's above a pound. Or does it be above two pounds or three pounds? I've heard different rules of thumb for when you move to the, because then otherwise you've got to take into account how many zones. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that the pound limit, like anything, to my understanding, anything over 16 ounces has to go priority mail. Yeah. And once it goes priority mail, you might as well use that padded flat rate, flat rate envelope as that next tier. There are some traditional packages. If you're shipping to a state that's maybe just right next to you or within your own state where you could use any kind of box and use regular priority shipping with the dimensions and weight restrictions or the, the, the things that are going to influence your postage. Sometimes you can get away with that, but that's usually not going to be any cheaper than a padded flat rate at $775. Sometimes it's the equivalent price. And so oftentimes my default is to go to that padded flat rate envelope. If I think because it's local or because it's a, a, a closer destination, I'll still utilize the shipping calculators on PayPal or eBay to determine what is going to be the cheapest rate. And that's what I will use as, as that determiner. But the, the first and foremost thing that I use is that 16 ounce restriction for sending regular first class packages versus the, the bump to priority. And you feel that's around 100 cards? I feel like that, yeah, 100 to 200, depending on... Well, 200 um, pound itself. Yeah, two, yeah, it, there's... I guess where I go with that is there's sometimes we'll send stickers or some other type of collectible product or something like that, or minis, you know, Allen and Ginter minis or something like that, that are not full size cards. But, but hundred is usually my, my average of, of between the box and the cards and packaging and the envelope that it goes in. Um, Yep. Well, I agree. And your job, you know, as I see it is to make it simple. My job today is to make it complicated. There you go. You distill it for your your fans in your very helpful blog because they don't need to know everything, but I want to get at some rules of thumb. Yep. Okay, first question. <laughs> you got a, 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 plain white el- a plain white envelope that you f- uh, fill up with some cards. I'm not sure how many cards you would put in that, even the, the whatever's the number 10 envelope. But let's say you put it in the mailbox and uh, you don't put enough postage on it. What happens? Sure. Yeah, so I've I've had that happen a couple of times. That's one of the reasons why I try to give that rule of thumb on the the website of how much postage you need to put depending on the the weight of that PWE, right? And right. so I, I try to go by that rule of thumb. You need to keep that PWE under a certain thickness. And there's templates and things that you can get from the USPS that help you gauge that thickness. And then I also go by the ounces, you know, your, your standard first class, your standard plus additional ounces. You can go up to three ounces and send something in a PWE. And I will often do that. So what happens, there's, there's been a couple times and, and fortunately only a couple times in, in the hundreds or thousands of, of PWEs that I've sent where for whatever reason, it was right on a borderline and the, the USPS scale was ticked it slightly into that next tier than what I, my scale had. And ultimately what has happened in those handful of cases is it showed up as postage due on the um, buyer's perspective. They let me know. And maybe I, I sent them an extra, 
50 cents or I went in and adjusted their order and, and gave them a rebate of 50 cents or whatever it might be to, to help make up for that. There's been one, one instance that I can think of that I actually forgot to put a stamp on the, the envelope as a whole. And it just ended up back in my mailbox as, as kind of returned to sender. There was no postage. Just want to, you know, that's been my experience too. Just want to make sure that's that people know that, you know, you, it's, it's, it's better just to be safe, but, but there are thickness and other kinds of things that, that might trip people up. Question yeah. Up. And I think, I think something else just to throw in there is not even just with the PWE, but if you have an account with eBay, PayPal and the USPS, sometimes your packages can be an ounce or two off too, as you do that. And, and in those situations, what has happened and it, it makes it a lot more convenient now is they will just oftentimes charge your PayPal account for that extra additional postage instead of delaying your shipment or returning it or, or adding that. And so for package shipments, if you've got an account and you've used PayPal labels or eBay labels to do that, oftentimes if you're off by a little bit of weight, they will just charge your account for that additional amount that you need to, to get up to the, the full amount. So I just thought I'd throw that in there because it's a, a similar issue that you can run into even with packages. Well, we just don't want envelopes, packages with cards in them going into mail limbo. So it's, right. you know, they're going to go. Okay. Question number two, when a package is lost, there are four possibilities at least, but let's just say one is that it was lost at the origin or what some people might accuse it was never mailed. Okay. So it's lost right at the origin or it's lost in transit or it's lost somewhere near the destination, or it's stolen from the mailbox or the, off the porch pirates or, yep. or at the person's house. Um, what's been your experience there? Yeah, so Which one that's, is prevalent? I think I, I have an opinion, but I just, you know, what do you think? Yeah, so from, I think there's multiple things there. So from a PWE perspective, you know, like I said, I've sent hundreds or thousands of PWE shipments and I've had less than t- 10 I think up to this point that someone claimed the cards arrived damaged or didn't arrive at all. And in those situations, I've been happy to refund them. You know, one of the rules of thumb that protects me there is I typically don't send anything PWE that's worth more than $5 as a shipment. And so even, even if I'm at that four or $5 limit and I've refunded a handful, the countless additional sales I've been able to make because of that low postage is made up for that. Oftentimes, you know, if that does happen, like I said, I just refund, but it's not been frequent at all. It's just been a handful of times in my experience where something like that has happened. From a package perspective, I've had several where they went missing or were delayed for a couple of weeks. And even with tracking, they were delayed for a couple of weeks and eventually they were ultimately found and they, they made it. There's been a couple of times where something just, I, I think maybe less than five times where I've had a priority or first class package not show up. And in those times, again, I, I all you can do is kind of kind of refund that. But I've had everything from things go missing to even this last year, I had a couple Tops Project 2020 Mike Trout cards get caught up in a mail truck fire and get fire damaged in, in route to their final destination. So there's a there's a danger no matter whether you're sending something PWE or priority mail that it may not make it or it may get damaged in route. So are you saying that for your experience that that when it when the the shipping is not successfully consummated, they either didn't get it or, and and or if you happen to get a return, I mean, is are, are you saying that there's a very low percentage that don't arrive and are accepted? But of those, are they? Do you, have you had the experience that some people have had? Is that they say, well, I got it, but they weren't in the condition I wanted. And it must have been your packaging, and then they may even switch some cards on you. I mean, have you yeah. had that experience, or is that apocryphal? I have not had much of that. Like I said, even from a PWE perspective where there's no tracking at all and it's, you know, it's completely up to that seller or that buyer. I've not had, you know, only a handful of times where somebody claimed they didn't get it or that there was damage from a package perspective. 
I, I don't think I've had any situations where like tracking show delivered and the person said that they never got it. Maybe one or two times where they said it arrived damaged or some of the cards were damaged, but it has been few and far between where I've had packages either ultimately never make it there or show up damaged in, in some way that the, the buyer was requesting a refund or a partial refund or anything like that. That's, that's positive here. Mike, are you saying that, that, that sending a PWE is safer than a package because the envelopes kind of get mixed in with the person's other mail and, and they just go through this regular system. They're not a package, they're a letter. And, and that's a safer way? I don't know that I would say safer, but I think it's safe enough for low dollar orders and low dollar cards. And that what you're giving up on is that they could get crimped or there could be some going through the, you know, when I was with the postal service, they had this letter sorting machine that zipped through things and uh, could crunch stuff occasionally. Yeah. I think, you know, there is that risk. Like I said, I've not had a lot show up that way. I, you know, when you, if you were to ship some, anything valuable in a PWE, you then open up that opportunity for a buyer to be tempted to claim that it never made it because there's no proof at that point. And so I think for low dollar orders, you know, with one to to 10 cards in my experience has been a sweet spot worth less than $5. PWE has been a a safe alternative. And so you don't think there's any, there's not a real reason to make your PWE or your package look like it doesn't contain cards. No, I I don't think so. I, I typically, you know, I don't necessarily advertise that it contains cards, but I don't go out of my way to disguise it. It doesn't say wax pack hero on the return address. It does say wax pack hero on the return address, but I'm not sure that a your average postal worker or somebody who might be looking um, to steal something may know what that is. Somebody who's in the industry would obviously that would resonate with them, but your your average postal worker or somebody wouldn't necessarily know that that's got potential value to it more so than any other Amazon package or some other you know identifiable brand.